We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. I know a lot of you guys, you may have Manscaped in the past, or you Manscaped now, and, you know, sometimes you got to be very cautious, and a lot of times you got to, you know, you may have a, an accident here or there. It happens. That's why Manscaped has this electric trimmer. It's redesigned. It's called the Lumber 2.0. It's got skin-safe technology. It's very delicate on you when you're shaving. I mean, it's just, it's very, very heavenly. I mean, accents have become things of the past. And they got this crop preserver. It's basically ball deodorant and moisturizer. So after you shave, you know, you, you got to, you know, just like, you know, just like we do on your, on your, um, on your face, you got to do down below as well. And of course, they got other neat uh, tools with the, uh, with the package as well. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code armchair and get 20% off and your free your shipping's free. And on top of that, I mean, who knows? If you know somebody that's, you know, it's maybe they're um they're still in the dang scene or, or a player or whatnot, or maybe, you know, you know, maybe if you're a female and maybe your man does this, hey, you're saving them. You're taking care of them. Or, you know, maybe if a male relative doesn't. I mean, either way, this is a great gift. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code armchair, and get get your discount, guys and girls. Check it out. Welcome in, guys, to another happy Monday to you guys. I'm sorry, I got a, took a, took a, uh, just had a call come in. That's one of the things when you podcast on your phone is you get phone calls sometimes and yeah this one wasn't a, was not an important one I wanted to record this morning but there was an accident well actually it wasn't so much that a tree fell down and on top of that I noticed I was getting a lot of feedback while driving and I'm not sure if it's the the vents you know my car and I've done everything I can to, to uh take care of that but I mean it's I think it's just a a case of just me driving and so I've decided to um you know record differently. I'm in the parking garage. And not much really really is going on. It's lunch lunch here and and of course people are looking around. I'm not sure why, but whatever. Hope you guys had a good weekend. We obviously if you're a Pittsburgh fan for especially for football, it, this was a great weekend. And of course, I know a lot of you are, I'm sure, are loading up, we're loading up on candy from Halloween, so I'm sure your kids went out. Excuse me, that's my water. My kids made it simple this year for me. They just wanted scary masks. And you know what? That was good enough for me. 
I um went to the store, got three scary scary masks, and they kind of all matched. They were three different colors. They all looked the same, but different colors. They put them on, and then they went and got their candy. You can't go wrong with that. You know, we went to we you know, we we live in an apartment complex, so we had to go. We went to a neighborhood, parked. It was maybe like sixty. It wasn't weather wasn't too bad. It was sixty degrees, which is kind of cold by Houston standards. But for me, it wasn't bad at all. I could have cared less. And basically, it's for me, it's just freaking hoodie weather. And I'm sure, you know, my kids obviously it was hoodie weather for them. They didn't care. I mean, they're. I mean, you're not trick or treating. You're you're moving around. You're walking. So you're gonna be. You get some warmth. But we hit some houses, and of course, you know, they gave us. You know. They give the kids, a, you know, it used to be you got one treat per house. Now, you know, some houses, if they don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters, they'll just give you a bunch of candy per house. And it's, you know, it's like you're you're getting the same volume as you did when you, you know, when I was a kid. I mean, when I, when I was a kid, we would be at, we would be at trick-or-treating almost 10 o'clock at night. We'd leave, you know, at 7.30, I think. And everybody would be out to almost 10, 10 p.m., trick-or, you know. It was a long freaking process i mean there was a lot of lot i mean a lot of houses we had to hit and there were several houses every year there was there was one block we knew we had to hit because they would give you the king size like kit cats and king size hershey's so we always made sure that we 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 knew which neighbor which spots to hit we knew that this you know if you go here you're gonna get money if you go here you get some drinks and if you go, um, you know, the, this one block, you got king size candy bars. Uh, my mom and dad lived, you know, they live on a main main drag, so they they were lucky if they would get ten trick or treaters, and you know, my, you know, we would get like these uh, two big ca- two cases of little these mini quarterontees. So we we would ha- so my mom and dad they would hand out uh, to each trick or treater some quarterontees, some mini ones, and some little bags of chips. Is what they would do. And you know, by towards the, towards the night, you're lucky if you get a, you know they would get so little that they would just just say hey take as much as you want the hell with it. But I mean that, that you know that was good. I mean, I mean my kids got some good stuff. I mean they got they got the hundred gram bars which I forgot about. And now my oldest child is nagging me for hundred gram candy bars now because they're, they were so good because you know it's, they got the rice crispy you know. And the uh, chocolate and the uh, caramel in the middle, man, it's good stuff. But you know, I mean, anything with peanuts said they gave to me. I don't even. I'm be honest with you. I don't have. I don't think they really have a peanut allergy. But just to be be cautious, they give them to me. So whether it's Baby Ruth's Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers, Butterfingers, I'll eat it. Or you know, Heath bars. I, I love Heath bars because they have the. Um, it's that toffee with like the ro- roasted peanuts or the almonds. It's just freaking delicious. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about Halloween candy. But as far as dinner went, I mean, you know, we had leftover pizza, and I figured, you know, what, they're not really gonna eat much dinner anyway because they're gonna eat, eat all their damn candy. So, that, that, you know, there, there's that went. But anyways, guys. Pitt football took on Georgia Tech on on Saturday. And it was pretty much a very lethargic game. The thing, I mean, the thing about these games, watching Pitt win, 
if you leave the room or if you leave Heinz, it's almost like you have to do the walk of shame because you just feel dirty after they win. And this is one of those games where it was just like that. Pitt was up by 10 to half. They probably shouldn't have been up by more if it wasn't for the turnovers. They should have probably taken off Georgia Tech out early, but they kept them in the game as much as they could, mainly because of the, the offense. The offense, for some reason, in this second half of the season, has taken some steps back. We thought we saw some things after Duke, but then the Miami game happened, and it's just gone progressively worse since then. I mean, it looked good in the first half. I mean, minus the bad turnovers. I mean, the one wasn't Kenny Pickett's fault. It went through the hands of the tight end. And now, you know, the tight end's becoming pretty much a liability at this point. But we're getting contributions from Taysir Mack, Maurice French, Shockey Jockey had a touchdown, his first. You know, we're always going to get um, contributions from those guys. Running back, you know, we have Vincent Davis haven't had a nice run, big touchdown run. I mean, the running game has shown wrinkles here and there. It's getting there. I mean, it's obviously not going to be what it was last year when we had two a thousand yard rushers, but the passing game has just gone. I don't know what it is. It's just they're going backwards. I mean, Maurice French had, like a, had caught eleven passes last week, and he had seventy one yards receiving, and that just doesn't add up to me. And if you if you look at the you know if you look at his catches in that game, I mean, it's just a lot of short passes, and that's probably why Miami was able to beat us last week because. We throw a lot of short passes, and teams can pounce on that. If you're just going to dink and dunk, teams are going. You know, if you have a good defense, teams are going to creep up on this and catch on to it because they're they're they realizing you guys can't throw it downfield. Not, not sure why. If anything, it's probably because Mark Whipple doesn't trust his quarterback, or maybe Narduzzi doesn't trust the quarterback and figures, hey, we'll go short passes, minimize loss, we'll minimize the losses. And minimize the turnovers, and you know, score try to score points if we can, and if not, rely on our, on our defense because you know we're very we're very reliant on our defense. I mean, second 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 half of that game, we only scored three points, and we're lucky Georgia Tech only scored only three because they were marching for a touchdown, and lucky for us, we forced a fumble. We almost ran it back for a touchdown, and we I think we I think. And of course, the next sequence on that on that drive was horrible, and we had to sell for a field goal. And we did have a missed field goal as well, but I don't really blame you know Alex Kes- I don't blame Kessman for that. I mean, I blame the offense for the sh- for how shitty they're doing. They went they totally went freaking backwards. Although, let me see. I think they I, I think that led to a missed field goal. Let me see. No, the fumble did lead to a field goal. So I was double checking on that, but we did, but we did drive, and of course, yeah, we missed the field goal, and it's just um, I don't know what the hell does, guys. I mean, all I can say is we're, all I can really say is that we're lucky that um, Georgia Tech is worse than us, and of course their quarterback sucks worse. I mean, they're not a bad. They're not a totally bad team. They're trying every every game. I think in a few years, Tech is gonna, Georgia Tech's gonna be really good. If they once it, you know, once this coach can get some more players in and get his system in, I think they'll be really good. 
But Pitt, you know, is odd next Saturday, and, and and you know, coming up, they got North Carolina coming up. In fact, that's a Thursday night game at uh, eight p.m. Or maybe it's seven. I think it may, I think it may be seven central. Yeah, seven central, eight o'clock at night. And North Carolina, we'll get into that here in a minute. They, you know, they obviously lost uh, the Virginia. So Virginia pretty much has sole control of the coastal. Pitt's gonna need, Pitt's got the one out. Hope they, you know, hope um, Virginia loses one more game, but I don't see it happening. Although Virginia Tech is starting to play a little better and. That could be a tough game, but if you look at Pitt's last three games, they're at home against North Carolina, which is always a tough game. Then after that, they got Virginia Tech out on the road at Blacksburg. And then they finish up at home against Boston College. And Boston College, their offense has been scoring a lot of points. I mean, I know it, I know it was Syracuse they played, but they still before that, they were scoring a lot of points. Their defense isn't good, and they have a really good running back in A.J. Dillon. Um, Tech is coming on, but I don't know about this because Tech barely lost another name. I'm not sure if it's because Notre Dame just is mediocre. I mean, last week Notre Dame got destroyed by Michigan 45-14, so I'm not sure if it's because Virginia Tech is getting better or maybe just Notre Dame is just really mediocre this year. Because I thought Notre Dame was going to be the, was was a serious contender for the playoff this year, and it's just not looking like that for them. They, I mean, they just after that Georgia loss, I mean the, the Michigan loss pretty much, I guess it killed them because they look they didn't look all that good against uh, Virginia Tech. But as we look at the rest of the ACC for that you know for that weekend. We got Wake Forest knocking off NC State, which I was surprised, but totally surprised by. But I thought Wake was going to have injuries at quarterback, but I guess their their starter took the helms and beat the crap out of um, NC State. Boston College beat Syracuse 58-27. So Syracuse was supposed to challenge Clemson this year for the <laughs> for the Atlantic. Doesn't like that's happening. I have to laugh at that because that's funny. I don't know. The only thing Syracuse can do now is probably maybe see if the 2-3 zone works on defense. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Tech lost to Notre Dame. They had to, they had to lead late, and Notre Dame had a game-winning drive. Might be Florida State and a laugher. Clemson knocked off, knocked off Wofford, 59-14. And Virginia knocked off North Carolina in 30-31. And that game was a shootout. Bryce Perkins had a hell of a game, and it looks like that, uh, you know, Virginia's starting to find its offense. And if that's the case, I mean, that doesn't bode well for, you know, for the rest of – I mean, their schedule right now is they got Georgia Tech next week, then they play Liberty, and then they got Virginia the close um, – no, wait a second. They play Georgia Tech next week. They got Liberty, and they close out the season with Virginia Tech. So, uh, on paper, Virginia should win out, although they have a hard time being Virginia Tech. And this is Bud Foster's last game, and I'm sure they're going to send Bud Foster off with a nice little parting gift. It'll, prob- it'll probably be a win over the rival. But um, Florida State fired Willie Taggart, and the guy only the guy didn't have much. He 
actually he had much of anything. I mean, he basically had a season and a half, and it was a disaster. I mean, you know, things seem to level off with Jimbo Fisher, but Jimbo Fisher had some personal issues. And you thought that maybe, you know, he, you know obviously he needed a fresh start, so A&M offered him a whole bunch of money. But, you know, Wade Taggart, out of all these buyouts, he's going to get $17 million, so Willie doesn't really have to coach anymore. He can just take that money and go live on Easy Street. Go, go get a job as an analyst or something. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, given the results, I'm not surprised that they're firing Willie Taggart because their Florida State's really trending way backwards. And, you know, their, their uh, donors and whatnot aren't going to stand for this. And on top of that, the athletic director that hired Willie Taggart is no longer at Florida State. So he has a new boss, and of course, he's not the he's not the he's probably not the the guy he's probably not the person that the new boss wants. And so you see what happens there, right? You can you got you got a chance to fire him. It's like what happened with Kevin Stallings. Um, Scott Barnes hired him. Scott Barnes left. He had a really shitty season where he didn't win a single ACC game. Heather Like is the AD then, and Heather realizes, hey, you know, this isn't my person. And, of course, I have an out now to go get rid of get rid of this guy because the team sucks really bad. And this is pretty much what's happened with Florida State. Like any, like any place you work at, you get a new boss. If you're, if you're someone that the boss really doesn't want, they want somebody else they prefer. And if you're not really, you know, things aren't really up up to their expectations, then you're ready. So, I'm seeing with I'm seeing that Lane Kiffin's being, you know, his name's floating around, and he's very interested in the Florida State job. And hey, you know, I can I can I can I can deal with Lane Kiffin in the ACC. I think it'd be fun. I'm just not sure how he's going to be. I think maybe I think maybe Conference USA should be more of his speed. Because he's actually winning games, I don't know. Unless he's learned a lot from his stints at USC and Tennessee. With Tennessee, he bolted probably after a season, and in USC, I'm not sure he just he just butchered that really bad. I mean, he had a really uh, he had a, he had a team that was a favorite for the uh, beat, you know, national title, and he just totally grossly mismanaged them. And on top of that, he he had, you know he had to replace Matt Barkley, and then when he did, he had some really good really good player you know players, and he he butchered that offense as well. And I'm guessing maybe he learned some stuff under Nick Saban. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. And somebody's blasting Jenny from the block through the parking garage. I know that's someone to hear it. It has that melody and everything. Don't be fooled by the rock set I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. <laughs> All right, guys. A lot of stuff here. Let's get the rest of the college football weekend. It was a pretty boring one for the most part. West Virginia, B, you know, they lost to Baylor 17-14. That was a Thursday night game. Michigan hammered Maryland 30-7. Notre Dame won. Georgia beat Florida, which surprised the hell out of me because I thought Florida would, would win this one at home. They've had a game for knocking off these opponents. But, I mean, Georgia had a bye week, and I guess they got their act together, and, well, there was that. Kansas State beat Kansas 3-10. to 
Utah beat Washington 33-28. And, you know, Utah was a minus three in this game, and they were playing with a new quarterback. They barely won that one. Auburn barely beats Ole Miss. I thought they would cover their spread, and I don't know what's going on with Auburn. Cincinnati beats East Carolina 46-43 in a shootout. The Pony Express, SMU Memphis. I watched this game. Memphis wins 54-48. SMU was a plus 5.5 or plus 6, depending on what you bet. I think at kickoff, they were a plus 6. And, I mean, if you got them at plus 5.5, I'm probably sure you're pissed off. Oregon destroys USC. Boise State knocked off. San Jose State was 52-42. That's pretty much your college football weekend in general. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, they knocked off the Colts. They're, four, they're at 4-4 four and four now. They're, they're not going to catch the Ravens. Ravens beat the, the Patriots last night. I, 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 took a, I took a small money line bet on them, and I wasn't surprised by the uh, outcome. This is the type of game that New England loses because, they have, if, if anything, they have a feeling that they're going to face them in the playoffs. So really for them, they got game, they got game film on, on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and they know what they're going to do now. So when the playoffs come, come about, there's going to be some different things happening. I mean, Lamar Jackson's having a hell of a season. I mean, I watched him last night. I was really impressed with what he did. I mean, I'm sure people are going to look at the stats, but he, I mean, obviously he, he didn't have 3,300 yards passing, but he made some really big completions. I mean, he made really good reads. And on top of that, I mean, he runs. I mean, I mean, he's only going to get better. I mean, one thing I will say about him is, is is he throws the ball pretty low. He had a lot of passes batted down, and if you're, I mean, if you're going to beat Lamar Jackson, you're going to have to keep him contained in the pocket and, of course, crowd him because he can't. He, it seems like he he throws the ball kind of like on a line drive. He needs to get some more air on some of his passes, but whatever he's doing, he's making it work. And you know, if you're a Ravens fan, you can't complain about that at all. I mean, it could be worse. You could be a you could be Baker Mayfield. I mean, the guy was one of the top hundred players. He had a lot of hype coming in this year, and that's the thing with these a lot of these quarterbacks is you know they may have good first years, but the second year is different because teams now got a lot of game film on you and they can prepare for you. And I don't know if he, he's just in there in headlights, but Lamar Jackson's obviously benefiting a lot as far as Baker he just seems he's it's almost like he's become Ryan Leaf when Ryan Leaf I mean if anything I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Ryan Leaf gives him a call because he's starting to have the same issues that Ryan Leaf had when when things went when things got bad for Ryan Leaf is when his attitude shifted and he became more of a prick to the media and of course, his life really went down, went downhill. And now, if you see Ryan Leaf now, he's he's a lot better. People rag on him for being a, a quarterback bust, and he's like, "Yeah, I know, I I sucked." I mean, he's now an analyst, and he's, you know, he got he was had some drug problems, and now he's he's a lot much more in a better place than when when he once was. But I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Ryan Leaf gives Baker a call because. What we're seeing in Baker is what we're seeing in Ryan Leaf. I'm not saying that Baker's going to start doing drugs, but he's going to fl- if he keeps us up, he's going to flame himself out of the league because nobody's going to want to work with him.
I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I mean, he had a lot of, you know, he had a lot of uh, potential, and now he's just, he's really skated backwards. I mean, you know, Derek Carr's still doing his thing. I mean, he's put up numbers. Deshaun Watson's having a hell of a, you know, he's playing really well. He's having a hell of a, you know, hell of a time with the Texans, and, you know, as much as I would love to see Tom Savage play, Tom obviously had op- was given opportunity, and he just you know he didn't you know he didn't capitalize off of it. I mean, they had to put the Sean Watson in. I mean, the Sean obviously looked, already looked like, like he was a pro. I mean, as far as Savage goes, he had a concussion in preseason. I'm thinking probably his NFL career's over as well. But anyways, guys, let's talk. Let's talk some NBA with NBA here. The NHL here, and of course we got the NFL and college games. There's plenty to bet with you guys if you go to my bookie. They got a mobile site, easy to use. You can place live bets even when you miss your bet. And we have the promo code chair to activate your first deposit off, first deposit bonus. Put it 100 in, get 100 back, and then if you want to reload, reload. Sometimes you have to do that. And of course, you know all kind of props you can bet on as well. Site's easy to use, got good reviews. So go to mybookie.ag and uh, use the promo code CHAIR. Activate your, activate your deposit bonus. All right, as we get to the NBA now, I mean, so far early on, look at the teams. I mean, in the West, obviously, Golden State has really sunk. And on top of that, I mean, Clay's out for one thing, but now Steph is out. So basically, basically, it's just um, it's Russ, it's it's Russell and Draymond Green. There's nobody else on that team, really. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Clippers are winning, and they're doing it without Paul George. I mean, they have Kawhi, but they have Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams. They still got a solid team, and the Rockets obviously have been really up and down, and they're they're looking like. The Rockets in their second year with with Harden, Dwight, and that's when they finished forty one and forty one. They're just so up and down, and they fired their defensive staff for one thing, and they can't play defense worth a lick. And I mean, they got destroyed by the Heat. I mean, the Heat ran a clinic on them. But right now, the teams for me to stand in the West, obviously, you got the Jazz, because Jazz play defense. They're obviously going to do well. Um, you, you got Portland. You got Denver. You're going to have those guys. Dallas is a hell of a team right now. They should have won Friday, but, of course, they played against LeBron, and it was a big game, and, of course, they let pretty much the Lakers do what they wanted with uh, with the Mavericks. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little petty because I had a money line bet on the Mavericks, and I figured they would, you know, I felt the Lakers roster couldn't touch theirs, and they still can't. So, yeah, I'm feeling a little petty that, uh, you know, the NBA rigged that game so LeBron can win it. Oh, I'm sorry, Lakers. I shouldn't say LeBron. Yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling a little petty about that, That you know, what happened there. And the East right now, you got your usual suspects. You got Philadelphia, who's un- unbeaten right now. You got Miami, 5-1. Boston 4-1, Milwaukee 4-2, Toronto is surprising 4-2 even though without Leonard. 
Miami's been the big surprise. They're five on one, and they're looking really good. I mean, they're playing really good basketball. And top of that, they got Jimmy Jimmy Butler back. So I think the East got some excitement, and obviously, you know, the West has its usual. It's I mean, the West is going to be wide open mainly because Steph is that you know you know pretty much the Warriors are are taking a step back this year. Obviously, I think the Clippers are the inside track. People love the Lakers. But I just don't see the Lakers winning that con- winning that winning that conference. They may be another player or two away from winning it right now. But anyways, guys, um, I close it up here to close out. Obviously, Pitt um, Pitt's hockey club got hockey jerseys, so check out their Twitter account. I know it's about it's been plastered all over. Go get yourself a pit hockey jersey. They're hundred bucks. You know, you you have to mail you know, obviously you have to mail in your order, but it's hundred bucks. So get yourself a jersey for the uh for the hockey season. Because obviously it's it is hockey season and if you're playing street hockey or whatever, nice thing to wear. Or I mean unless you want to go to a penguin game and wear a pit jersey, you can do that as well. Do what you want. Alright guys, I'm out of here. Hell to pit. Talk to you later.